So we have the um, Feast of St. Michael, St. Gabriel, St. Raphael today, and then on Monday you get the Feast of the rest of the angels, the guardian angels, all the other angels that we have been given. Um, so I just thought I, would, I wasn't going to go into the idea of what Nathaniel is told by the angels, the idea of angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but we'll understand it when we get to heaven and we do see that happen. But I think it's worth just reviewing this truth of our faith that our Lord not only created you and me, and that we are the high point of the material world of God's creation, we're the high point of creation, and our Lord, when he came among us, when he decided what he was going to do for salvation, became not an angel, but one of us. He elevated the human race to the highest point of all things. And um, amazingly, humbly, hum kind of humbling, he put over or rather under us, the service and protection of messengers of heaven, the angels in heaven. We have those messengers, we believe in those messengers. And I'll just read you a couple of catechism numbers that show that how from the beginning of the story of creation, this was always a part of the story. There's not something new, not something invented along the way, but an integral part that was woven into the fabric of the way God revealed himself. Angels have been present since creation and throughout the history of salvation, announcing this salvation. By the way, this Angelo, Angelus, like announcer, news, good news um, messenger, announcing this salvation from far or near and serving the accomplishment of the divine plan. In Genesis, they clothed, closed the earthly paradise. They protected Lot. They saved Hagar and her child, Ishmael. They stayed Abraham's hand over Isaac in this moment of sacrifice. They communicated the law by their ministry, led the people of God in the desert, announced births and callings of the prophets, etc. They assisted the prophets just to cite a few examples. Finally, the angel Gabriel announced the birth of John the Baptist and that of Jesus himself. And then in the New Testament, from the incarnation of Jesus to the ascension, the life of God, Jesus himself, the word incarnate, is surrounded by the adoration and service of the angels. That's why we actually pray the Gloria, right? That's from the angels in Bethlehem. And they continue to echo that song of praise. And our liturgy is, is participating in the angelic song of praise because we are not alone in our liturgy. When God brings the firstborn, Jesus, into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him, quoting Hebrews. Their song of praise at the birth of Jesus Christ has not ceased resounding in the church's praise. Glory to God in the highest. They protect Jesus in his infancy, right? The dream to Joseph, the angel telling Joseph how to move to Egypt or whatever. They serve Jesus in the desert in his temptations. They strengthen Jesus when? When did angels strengthen Jesus? Why would Jesus need strength? When did they do that? Gethsemane, right? He's suffering in his agony, and it says an angel came to strengthen him and console him and help him. Not because God was going to take away the suffering, but because he would need that help to overcome it. When Jesus could have been saved from the hands of his enemies of his, as Israel had been, even Jesus said to Simon Peter with the, when Simon took the sword to protect him, Jesus said, Could I not call upon my Father who would send me legions of angels? Again, it is the angels who evangelize by proclaiming the good news at Christ's incarnation and his resurrection, right at the empty tomb. It's the angels who are there. He's not here, he is risen. 
and they will be present at Christ's return, which they will announce to serve his judgment. So it's the truth of our faith, and it's always been a truth of our faith. We can sit there and say, well, I've never seen them, so I don't believe in angels. But it's there for us. They're a gift for us if we want to call upon them and their help. That's why we pray the St. Michael prayer after so many Masses. It used to be an obligation after every non-high Mass, because the high Mass had so many other things going on, every low Mass, every regular Mass, would have a prayer to St. Michael at the end of it. That's why we do that. You know, I've heard me say this before, but I've always been struck. I think if, if you couldn't get it from Scripture, just the universal fact, the natural, universal inclination of every, seems like every child, every little one, before they have that, that complicated experience of becoming an adult, when they're children, we have this experience of imaginary friends, this universal phenomenon that children create friends in their own imagination. And I've never used that to say that those imaginary friends are real, much less that they are angels. But just the idea that little children have an instinct that we are not alone. That even when it's just you by yourself in your room, you're not alone. Our Lord has given us these messengers, this accompaniment in our, in our journey, these servants who serve us, who protect us, if we weren't sure how great and noble we are before God. The fact that, the fact that His divine angels humbly serve us, reminds us of our dignity before God in heaven. May we be renewed in our faith and call upon their help with greater faith and be more aware of their presence and their movements in our heart, our mind, all they do to get our attention. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph.